You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you for downloading this week's Attack and Scrum podcast. We have got absolutely loads to get through this week with the Lions Tour very much in full swing. We have reaction to the midweek loss to the Highlanders. We've also got a bit of preview ahead of the New Zealand Maori game this weekend. Uh, also got the Wales Tour starting soon as well. So helping me to pick the bones out of all of this is Dan Killick. And once again in the, in the Killick kitchen. How are we doing, Dan? Exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. That's good to hear. Doesn't get much better, does it? Sitting here, not not because we're in my kitchen. Well, it's a cracking kitchen. I'll give you that. It's not too shabby, is it? It was nice. It was nice to turn up with you eating a whole plate of food as well. And there's me having had a skanky sandwich on the way home. But there we go. Yeah, no, sorry about that. That's all right. What happened when you came around mine? What what happened when you came around mine? Yeah, you made me a lovely little curry. Lovely little curry. Yeah, that's it. I know, and there we go. Well, that's, uh, that's just the way it goes, yeah, I guess. Excellent. But you have got a beer in front of you. I've got a beer, which is much more important. There we are. So, yeah, the. Uh, the Redeem myself. Exactly. Yeah. Doing your role as Peroni brand ambassador, which, which I think you started out in, uh, out in Italy. The spirit's now good in the camp. Yeah, the spirit is all good in the camp over a couple of beers. We'll be coming on to a bit of that later on as well. But, uh, yeah, just furiously uh, doing a bit of last minute prep. And uh, asked uh, asked my esteemed colleague here, Mr. Killick, for a uh, an envelope to to write a few notes down on. And the only thing that you could find envelope paper is uh, is a bit of what looks appear to be junk mail, but with uh, dear homeowner, yeah, dear homeowner on it. Uh, but on the back of it, you've got you've got Joe Moody and Owen Franks, Sam Whitelock. You've got a load of you've got a load of uh, notes in reference to the All Blacks or uh, or the Crusaders or whatever that might be. So there's not many blank envelopes around now. They've all got scribbles. They've all on. got rugby notes on them. Yeah. Well, this this one's been uh, been covered with lots of uh, lots of details of that. And uh, apologies to anyone who's listening who can barely understand me tonight. I've got a really runny nose from some. Uh, hideous hay fever that's crept up on me now as well so if I do sound a bit different that's probably uh, that's probably the reason why you sound like you always do do I? yeah I do, Yeah, it seems to have been alright in the last minute or so yeah, no, but uh, yeah maybe maybe that's it I'm holding it together for uh, 
for the next 40 minutes and put together a, a decent half. Just, just don't sneeze, yeah? This is it, yeah. You already covered me once. Mm-hmm. I know, I tried not to. But, uh, yeah. That, Gallon? That'll be, do you think that's who it is? I think so, yeah. Was that me or you? It, it wasn't me. Uh, yeah, it must be me then, so yeah, it probably is Guts. That's it, seeing how, uh, seeing how his pair of midweek Lions are getting on. Right, so the first half of this week's Tack and Scrum podcast will be dedicated to the Lions, and then we're going to head on and have a look at Wales and a couple of domestic things, which seems a bit weird to be doing in June, but there's a couple of domestic issues which we'll cover in the second half. But as we've kind of alluded to there, the Lions have had another narrow loss this time round against the Highlanders in Dunedin, and that's where we're going to start really, Dan. Um, interesting game, though. It was a very interesting game, yeah. James Haskell playing against his uh, his former side, wasn't it? I had completely forgotten that he ever played for the Highlanders. I think they had. And I'm fairly certain they will have, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think he probably did his best shift for the Highlanders yesterday, if I'm honest. Yeah, he he loved talking about it, didn't he? Um, Yeah. His his time spent out there. Um, he's, He's... He's highly annoying character, isn't he? But, I, th- um, I think he, I think he's clearly he's one of those where from the outside looking in, he's clearly very annoying. But then he also he also has a lot they of They seem to love him though, don't they? They seem to love him over I there. Think your red trouser brigade, absolutely well, yeah, standard. Yeah, your, um, your your burgundy merlot chino brigade yeah. uh, are all over him. But at the same time, I think that he seems to be quite a popular character amongst other players as well there seems to be this blossoming bromance between him and Sean O'Brien I know which yeah. seems to be uh, is that real? I, I don't know you wonder with that don't you because you just think there's a lot of uh, anything that goes on James Haskell's Instagram feed you wonder whether it's yeah. real or not but I don't know I think that he's clearly a character he's so probably one of those guys that when you're you know when you're there in the camp he's probably great yeah. isn't he? but um yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. What did you make of the uh, the whole um, the sword presentation? I thought it was a nice break from... It was like five minutes we could go without someone doing a hacker, really, yeah. wasn't it? I, I really enjoyed that, actually, because I'm a big fan of the, the fact that the New Zealand tour is all about kind of immersing yourself in the culture. I do really like that, but I also feel like they've just any opportunity for someone to do a hacker yeah. and it's becoming a little bit tiresome. So I really like that because it's different. You, you mentioned off air the strong yeah that's why they're called the Highlanders right there's strong yeah. Scottish links between the south you know the deep south the deep south of the island and, and Scotland absolutely yeah apparently a lot of the a lot of the roads there and streets are laid out it's like you're it's like you're in Edinburgh um, there but um, yeah you would have thought Seymour would uh, would be quite at home but he looked to be at sea didn't he well he did in the first half yeah he had a, he had a real rough ride and I think that's kind of testament to the the strength of these provincial sides. Yeah, fair play to him. He stuck with it, didn't he? And he, he did, and he got on the score sheet. He read that brilliantly. Very well, yeah. Which he's done. He's done all years, and he? he's taken a lot of. Uh, he's a brilliant finisher as well. Yeah. And to be fair, this is what these tour games are all about. Because you are going to. We said we said this numerous times, but there's not going to be an easy game out there. And he had a torrid first half trying to look after Naholo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's not easy, is it, being up against being up against him and you look at that you know you look at that back line don't you I mean it's 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 frightening isn't it Hamilton Hamilton at nine Sopaga he was quality wasn't he Tavita Walden Fekatoa Sopaga yeah and obviously pronunciation I think it's Sopawanga I think yeah. and Dickie Buckman at 15 yeah 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 there's and some the, astonishing footballers in there isn't there yeah and just couple with the fact because it's, it's what is it it's rumoured to be the quickest pitch 
Well, this is it, isn't it? I was yeah, concerned the, about that before yeah. we before we got going. You know, could we could we handle the speed? And uh, it was a blip. It was a. It was like a super. It was like a super rugby well, game, so wasn't it? Like it was like a fast forward. forward. Yeah. Exactly. But but we did. We we you know fitness wise, we we were up there. We outscored them. All right, Dan. I'm sensing that you are erring on the side of positive as usual. Is Too it much about, positivity there, wasn't well, it? Well, it yeah, it brings me to my first real question then. Is it all about performance or do results start to matter at this stage? You know, we're only yeah. just over a week ahead of the test match. Yeah, results do matter. Of course they do. They always, they always do. But it is ultimately about performance, I think, at this stage. And I've said it before, if we, if we play like a really tight-knit game the whole, the whole of the way through, then we won't see... We won't see what certain players can do. For instance, Webb, if he's told not to not to go and just put the punt the ball up in the air, which isn't his strength, but he can do it. We wouldn't see the breaks. We wouldn't see we wouldn't see then what the back you know how the back row would fare when he when he goes uh, goes off like a bullet. Um, similarly, in the wider channels, you know, we saw what some people can do, what some people can't do. So for me, it is about performance. And if we get the win, it's a bonus. But that's a that's a good team. They are, you know, they've caused problems, and they've they've got what, ten wins out of fourteen mm. games this year. It's not a bad return. Um, I mean, it's very similar, isn't it, to the response some well only a week ago. Yeah, when people said, "Oh, you lost to the weakest of the New Zealand provinces," but I mean, it's the New Zealand franchises yeah. are head and shoulders above anyone yeah. else there. You You've know, got to take the week out of there, haven't you? They're, yeah. they're, they're, none of them are weak, but we've we've got to remember that this is a, an invitational side in a professional era that's come together and yes they've got great skills but to bind a team you know very very quickly is, is mighty difficult so for me it was really really encouraging performance again alright to counter that though we talk about performance versus results we were all kind of saying well it was all about the result on Saturday you know we were very quick to be very positive about the fact that it was all about results even though we didn't get any tries is it a bit hypocritical of us to sit here and say well you know it's it's performance that matter at this stage when we're all too quick to to talk about the result rather than the lack of tries on Saturday I don't think so because with this we're building towards something aren't we it's all about it's all about those tests um, and as long as the the one of the most frustrating things for me at the moment is people like Stuart Barnes you know harping on about how you know you know this is this is wrong that's wrong you know then Austin Healy gets on board and all these all these chaps again I know they're paid to yeah. they're paid to come out I mean Austin Healy you can instantly write off because he is he know you know I'm sure he doesn't believe half the crap he comes out yeah. with I mean he made a couple of good comments didn't he this this week about uh, about Mike Brown I don't think he's the biggest well he's not the biggest fan of Mike Brown himself he admits yeah. but he did say if we're going to play this certain style then Mike Brown is you know he's, he's consistent then in, in what he does, but again, I don't I don't know why he's bringing up this because we, we've got we've got fullback. It's crap. There's and there's about six different fullback options in there. Even with Hogan, you know, I mean, yeah, it is. It's someone paying Austin Healy because it'll it might yeah, shift a few papers. It'll get a few clicks online, and they know by putting a headline with Mike Brown in there from what happened a month ago, where Brown was a bit, you know, or seemingly a bit iffy about. Being snubbed for the Lions, that you know, they're, they're trying to make a story out of somewhere where there isn't a story. You know, they took forty odd men out there, knowing that there were going to be injuries, and an injury has occurred in the back three where we've got loads of cover. I mean, Watson, Halfpenny, Liam Williams, Jack Noel can play fullback. Elliot Daly can play fullback. Sinclair, 
Sinclair can play fullback there. Sinclair's first receiver for me. He's he's playing he's ten. On another level, isn't he? He is. Well, yeah. We'll get on to uh, we'll get on to him uh, yeah. in a minute. And just just to finish on the kind of the results versus performance thing, though, the thing that's worrying me a bit is there's been a number of close losses. You know, both those games we should have won, in my opinion, if we'd have hit the. If we'd hit the man against the Blues, you know, we had a line out five metres out, you hit the man and you send that massive pack on a driving mall, send it over, you win the game, right? Yeah. That's really, really simple to execute in theory, right? Again, appreciate it. it's a it's a scratch side. This week, you've got a missed kick from Owen Farrell, who's been one of the best players on tour. And then you've got Elliot Daly, who I'm not going to be too harsh on because that was a monster of a kick. You know, that was that must have been what, fifty seven yards or something like yeah. that. It was a massive kick. Absolutely enormous, yeah. But there are and then you've got the opportunity at the end where you've uh, where the ball's been knocked on. So there are more than enough opportunities in that game to close it out, even though it's a scratch team and and all of those considerations yeah. as well. So I don't know, there's there's those things that, that are starting to creep in and go, well, is it a bit of a mentality thing? But these you are know, a bit all, like Wales under Gatland. Yeah, but these are all good things, aren't they? I mean we've 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 narrowly lost and we, we have we're not we're not we're not playing the very best that we can do. Um it, it's it's these are small things that we can sort. I mean we we had we gave away what, twelve twelve penalties we twelve errors can be twelve pens, I think. Yeah. Um that's that's enormous. Can we can we reduce that? Of course we can. We can, we can we can reduce that and yeah. that was a lot of it because of uh, inexperience and you know they put us under a little bit of pressure and then we did silly things but that will you know as, as soon as uh, if that's the if that's the uh, the main the main test side that'll instantly be 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 halved and and probably go a little bit lower than that again so it's all it's all you know it's all pretty good I mean the balance of that team wasn't quite right I think we both we both would admit that yet yeah. we, were, we were right in it. No, I, I I do agree with you on that. I just wonder whether it's. I think it's the the Wales thing that that grates on me a bit. Is how many times have we seen Wales lose to a Southern Hemisphere side, particularly Australia? And you have Gatland and Howley coming out in the press match, uh, sorry, the post match press conferences, saying, you know, are oh, we learn by playing against these sides? You know, we've run them close, etc., 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 and we just don't beat yeah. them in the end. Yeah. It's those it's those things, you know. I, yeah. Again, I just don't know whether it's the neurosis of being a Welsh rugby fan that that these well, kind of doubts creep into your mind. They will creep in, obviously, because of because of what we've uh, what we what we've been through, isn't it? So it's naturally naturally going to going to come in. But I just feel that we are going in the right direction. Um, yeah, it probably would be better if we, you know, if we'd had the wins. But I'm actually pretty comfortable with with the losses. We're also going to have things up our sleeve. We're not going to show every single hand, um, and you know, I, I I I do think that the New Zealanders will be will will be slightly worried. They're not. They know that they're going to be in for one hell of a game, um, and we've got a lot of strength in depth. Again, there's been a lot of negativity in the New Zealand press. Is that something you think will bother the players or will it galvanise them? Is it just this kind of defence mechanism that whenever anyone goes over there, the, or whenever, you know, a, certainly a, a British side goes over there, the New Zealand press tends to have the claws out. Does it matter at all? I don't think it matters with their press because you just know that everything, they're so biased. It, it, it almost becomes a bit of a joke, doesn't it? It's, it's, it, it nothing, they never lose because of anything to do with them. It's always something else, isn't it? The referee or... You know uh, they've they've eaten the wrong food the night before. Something's gone wrong. It's never actually their performance. I tell you what, though, I so, think I think things could change if they 
if the Lions do catch your blacks cold in that first test, you can start to see people sharp. You know, you'll see the press sharpening their pencils to turn on New Zealand. Then, you know, given the and how great would that be? Yeah, it'd be fantastic. And this this is the whole thing. And I've been doing a certain amount of playing devil's advocate tonight because I I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't probably not quite as positive as you, but I certainly don't think that. You know, we're not in a 2005 scenario just yet at all. You know, I think there's a good, strong test match side. I think that there's been a couple of close calls. I think we should have won them. I think we should have won at least one of those games, if not both of them, because we had the opportunities to do so. And that's so, what's great about it, though, isn't it? We could, we could have, and we probably should have, but we haven't quite. We haven't. We're not clicking just yet, but we still got games to go. Yeah, the important so, thing is that it does. If we get those opportunities in the test yeah. match, you have to take them. Yeah, but we scored. You know, we scored three tries. To, we scored three well, tries, which we haven't. You know, we haven't been scoring tries. Yeah, so, and there was. There was a lot of you know a, a lot of good angles, a lot of good runs, a lot of good performances, a couple of shakies. All right, sure. let's let's go on to that then, because I yeah. think that's the, one of the overriding messages from the weekend was there was no you know there was no tries scored against Crusaders despite that terrific performance. This time, as you mentioned, we managed to get over the whitewash three times, which is more than we have managed in the previous uh, in the previous three games. Who kind of impressed you in that backline? Backline, I thought Webb. Was was very very strong. Those sniping runs. Yeah. Um, it was just a shame that the back row weren't quite with him. Um, I don't think anyone could read him on the park. Yeah. And, and you kind of know with Webb. I think obviously as a as a sort of Welsh fan, you've got a feeling he's going to go, but suddenly he's away and he's explosive. And always, just when you thought, I remember when he really kind of established himself as having that Wales nine shirt. You know, kind of this would be what circa twenty fourteen maybe or end of 2013 yeah. 2014 yeah. and yeah. you know you he had a terrific season for the Ospreys and he was looking fantastic in a Welsh shirt and you knew what he was going to do every time he was looking for that snipe looking for that snipe and every time that he picked the ball up he started dragging in more of my back row forwards so he's creating room outside and then when they thought oh well, he's not going to do it again he did it you know he made that break around the side because yeah. you can't match him for pace and, no, and that kind of killer instinct yeah he just he, he, he knows exactly when to do it now doesn't he because going back to around 2013 certainly in 2012 there were times when he was almost doing it so six times on the bounce yeah. and then you, you, it was obvious because you just knew what he was going to do Someone's had a word with him, and he's just he gets it. He gets his spot on now, doesn't he? His game management's pretty good. His kicking was great, and for me, I absolutely loved the hit that he put on. He put in um, on their on their uh, uh, their number thirteen Fekato when, yeah. when he when he bundled it, but he didn't just bundle him into touch. He put him right in the stand. And, and Fekato, as we know, is a test mat. You know, he's well, an all black. He's, he's a, a card carrying. He's a big bloke, all black. He? And yeah. he, he was down. He was injured, and he absolutely levelled him. And that's something that hasn't been talked about quite a lot is his actual, his defensive work. Yeah. He covered a lot of ground. Um, and I think he actually mopped up. He did, a, he did a lot for the back row. I think we were carrying Haskell a little bit there and uh, CJ as well. Okay, well, we'll come on to the back row in a minute. But just to stay on Webb, he's a guy that, you know, everyone seems to be saying that Conor Murray's nailed on to start. Is there any hope that, that Reese Webb could snatch that starting jersey from him? There is there is some hope because he does keep you know classic sort of classic line here, but he keeps the back row you know honest. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry to use that, but he does he, he keeps he keeps you guessing, doesn't he? So if we're gonna 
it'll, it'll create space out wide. And we, you know, we are playing a game now where we're going to have, you know, depends on who's in the back row, but Falatau is playing in the wider flanks. Um, Omani in that last game was out wide. So if we're going to do that and we're going to get the most out of those boys, Webb just keeps them thinking, doesn't he? And he, he, he needs he needs sort of um, looking after. So they're, they're going to be they're going to be you know keeping an eye on him. It's probably going to be two or three players that he'll draw in. So there is there is a, there is hope, but I do think that we're going to because we're going to play a tr- controlling game, power based game, you know, keep it tight. That Murray is is your man for that. Um, but if he keeps going. Then he's he's going to be he's going to be right in there, isn't he? I mean, he's got to, he's got to play some role in it for me. I just think he's such a threat that well, he's definitely involved, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, oh, undoubtedly. You know, there's those two nines are head and shoulders above above Laidlaw. You know, Laidlaw is out there as a oh, midweeker, yeah. As you know, as we know, and I just think that yeah, I can see Murray starting absolutely, but I'd love to think that Webb, you know, Webb will he can, he's a match winner. He's he is, a, he is a match winner, and I think he's the kind of player who you could be 10, 12 points down and Reese Webb could turn that game in a heartbeat. So I really hope he's I really hope he's involved. Yeah. I think, and gets a and gets a good crack because he's such a in a time where we have bemoaned this whole season how kind of predictable Wales have been to play. They've been so much better when Reese Webb is in the side. He feels like a true Welsh rugby player, he plays instinctively. He's got brilliant. He's got brilliant skills. He's rapid. He's a threat, and he's an attacking rugby player. I just love watching him. And I know that's not the issue here, but yeah. at the same time, you know, you can't help but keep that bit of Welsh rugby hat on and go. I want to see Webby have something to do. Brilliant a player as Connor, as, um, as Connor Murray is, and as much admiration as I have for him, I'd love to see Reese Webb make a massive difference in a Test match. Yeah, it's. He plays romantic rugby, doesn't he? And he does, we all, which is what we're getting Welsh. sucked into, isn't it? Yeah, we do. But it's you know, it's great to watch, isn't it, for the neutrals as well. I think a lot of it's gonna if he if he if he's on the bench, then if Murray's depending on how they how they what the scoreline is, we could we could see we could see him coming on very early to to, to literally change it. Yeah. Um, interestingly, if we are going to go with Murray, I think that'll influence who who plays in the back row. Yeah. Um, similarly, if we start with what if we were to start with Webb, which we both don't think will happen, um, that would have an influence, I think, on who would be in the back row, and we'd probably see more of the Welsh boys, Moriarty coming in, people like that because they read him, they know what he's going to do. Um, Maybe, to be honest, I don't think that, I don't think that would make a difference. I think the back row is nailed. I, uh, personally, if it was me picking it, it'd be nailed on, and I think I know what the back row is going to be. I think it'll be Omani Warburton Falato. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do as well. I do, I do think though that uh, if Webb was to start at nine, we may see, uh, we may see a few changes. But they're going to land in here, are they? I was going to say, yeah, I don't know, uh, don't know quite what that helicopter's doing, but uh... on the helicopter flight path. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be Murray probably, won't it, with Webb? Webb I think so. And, and and he'll 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 have he'll have a big part to play. I think so, and it's, it is worth saying that you know, to be fair, our, comfortably our best performance to date has been the winner of the Crusaders and he was absolutely, you know, Murray was absolutely pivotal to that. So one position that I'm not in any way worried about is scrum half because there's two fantastic options. You know, whoever you start and whoever you have on the bench, which I think we know which way around it's going to be, you've got, you've got someone on the bench who's yeah. going to make an impact. And as we said before, that is, this is a 23-man game, it's not a 15-man game. Murray's, 
Murray's game Murray's game obviously revolves around the you know good kicking box kicking yeah so it isn't we have to make sure that the wingers are in tune so if they're not if they're not playing well then what he's doing is completely nullified so that's something that could come into, into it is before. based on that then you know seeing as we we seem to think we know what the game plan is going to be what did you make of the wingers on display against the Highlanders I thought Seymour had a had a you know particularly poor or difficult then first first half. Fair play to him, he stuck he stuck at it, didn't he? Um, his head didn't drop at any point, and he took his try very well. But it was he's never in doubt with that type of play because he, he can't take a high ball. Yeah. Um, but again, you would think that that ability to take the high ball would put him in real contention, bearing in mind that. Conor Murray is going to do is going to put a lot of box kicks in if he's the starting nine. He's just made too many errors though. Yeah, I agree. To I do agree. Now, so. And Jack Noll, like likewise, is a a player who defensively is very good. His positioning is very good. You would expect you'd expect him to, you know, to probably acquit himself a bit better than he has done so far. I think he's played himself out of a test match position. Yeah. Although he was better against the Highlanders. He was better, yeah. And I kind of felt sorry for him in the, in his first game because the boys on the inside didn't help him at all, did they? And he was kind of caught in two minds. But again, he was he was moved around the park a fair bit. I think he did play better. He had a better game. But he's um, he looks a bit off, off, the, off the pace, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Slight injury Don't know. As well. But he's, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not there at the moment, is he? He's not. No, it does. It does seem a little bit, a little bit perplexing. Anyone else in the backs that you want to kind of you want to pass comment on before we move on to the pack? Yeah, it's a good few. Um, Bigger, I thought, played very well. Yeah. Uh, defensively, his he, he, the line speed was fantastic. We were we were so up we were so up for it. Um, I think we were offside quite a bit, if I'm honest. Ref didn't pick up on it. Um, Jesus, I mean, this, this, oh my God, how Angus, you know, I think the, the irony of Angus Gardner wearing a jersey that says Specsavers on it, I know it's a very clever, ironic sponsorship, but my God, he's an awful referee. Yeah, yeah, he was terrible. He was terrible it? in the first game. My heart sank. He's one of those refs who's on the list now. Whenever whenever you sit down and watch a game of rugby and they say, oh, today's referee will be Angus Gardner, you think, oh, Christ. Leaves, isn't it? He's shambles. That was, you know, that honestly, I know... I know we kind of say you don't like to criticise the referee it doesn't bother me I have no problems criticising the referee if I think they're crap and I genuinely just cannot understand what goes through Angus Gardner's head when he referees games yeah yeah, yeah I mean he was, he was, he was terrible offside he? the scrum inconsistencies he was terrible for both sides but you know then maybe, maybe he was consistent because he was consistently bad but um, Bigger had a great game defensively right up there and he was a lot of people were getting knocked back yeah he wasn't. He doesn't. I mean, he's terrifically he's, he's hard, strong in defence. He's hard. His passing game was fantastic. He had, you know, uh, long passes, short passes. Um, seemed to get the. He was playing on the front foot, wasn't he? Carried to the line well. Um, had the backs on the inside working and on the outside. I thought he had a, the complete performance, really. Um, and he got a fair bit out of the centres. Yeah. So I get. I do still think there was the odd pass that went astray in and typical to this form uh, so typical to this tour it was in their 22 and it just seemed to be that those key passes were going to ground when we were in their 22 yeah I, I mean I, looking back at it I felt that quite a few of the passes were actually the, the runs from the other players were, were, were poor yeah because the earlier passages, passages of play they were in different positions to where they actually were when, he, when the ball went wrong so 
I don't know. I think it's, he, 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 you know, he had a great performance, and he certainly uh, he certainly hasn't done his chances any harm. But we we know that it, you know it's probably not quite. Going it's to happen still probably an outside chance, isn't it? What about the centres? What about Henshaw and Jonathan Joseph? Yeah, Henshaw. Henshaw had a good a good solid game. I thought you know he, he defensively he was pretty strong. Again, his line speed was big, and he was he was leading that with bigger, wasn't he? Um, Good, showed good pace didn't realise how quick he was um, I know Shanklin sort of thought he was absolutely outstanding didn't he I, I thought he was he was, he was okay I've seen varying reports of, of Henshaw yeah. you know yeah you're right Shanklin was very yeah I thought I was watching maybe a different game praise him you know to be fair I think if there's one thing Tom Shanklin does know about it's how to play well, exactly. it's how to play in the centre who are but, we to yeah yeah I, I don't know I, I wasn't blown away with him I don't think he's going to make the test side if I'm honest, yeah, yeah, it's just whether it's whether Gatlin he, he has a knack of going back to you know obviously he was heavily involved, wasn't he, with uh, with Ireland's win? So I, I don't think he'd be that far away personally. Um, okay. J- uh, Jonathan Joseph, he cut some beautiful lines. I mean, we all know he, he, he ineventful game, didn't he? Well, he did. He was putting his putting his backside a few times. Wasn't yeah, he? um, he's probably got a bruised bum, but. Um, I like the way he was cutting those inside lines because we usually see him running the outside, don't yeah. we? Um, so yeah, he was—he's—he's he's somebody that can spark something, doesn't he? He, beat, he, beat, he always beats the first or second man, um, but it, it was an indifferent performance from him. So good bits, bad bits, wasn't it? How did you feel he went? Yeah, I halfway through the first half, I thought, do you know, what? He's, there's no way he's getting near that test. And I'm a big fan of his actually. I think he's a terrific player. But he put on his arse so many times, you just thought this is going to be an easy option. You know, the All Blacks will be looking at this, licking their lips, going, the Lions want to come here and play a power game, and they've got an outside centre, and defence is one of his biggest strengths. His positioning is excellent, and he got put on his arse three times in the first couple of, you know, in the first 20 minutes or so. But then you also saw what was good from him. You know, you saw him with ball in hand, and you saw what he's able to do and how he does trouble other size defences. So, you know, I don't think he's out of the running by any stretch, but uh, yeah, I don't think he's his finest performance. Yeah, he's. he's I think he's someone in New Zealanders probably wouldn't they wouldn't fancy face him because he's uh, he's difficult. He's difficult to read, but I also feel that he's that's one of the negatives because he's difficult to read for our own players. Yeah, and he, he can he can he can get isolated. So if you've got a back row that's absolutely in tune with what he's going to do. You're okay, but at times I don't think he knows what he's going to do because he spins on his heels. He's mm. sort of, he's, 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 you know, he's shooting this way, he's shooting that way. I'd like him to be involved because he's exciting. I, I, I just think at the moment no one is, cha- no one is challenging uh, Jonathan. I mean, it's funny to say that. Bear in mind, he's played he twenty minutes played of rugby. Yeah, but his scarlet performances have been brilliant, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, cannot cannot disagree you with that. Mentioning to the uh, the players in the yeah, but you know. Don't worry, yeah. Don't worry about my performances. I think he's probably just got DVDs on whenever they get in the coach. You know, the coach from the English boys are probably saying, "What the Pro Twelve? What's that?" Yeah, oh, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there are some positives in there. Anyone who didn't impress you, anyone you think is kind of their their Test match claims uh, are going backwards. So, no, he's he's unfortunately not going to make it. Yeah, uh, Seymour's not going to make it. He was all at sea. Uh, Jared Payne I was looking forward to seeing him at fullback. I thought he did quite well at, you know to be honest yeah. but mainly defensively I think defensively he did well he read the, he read the kicks well yeah he did I, I've got a feeling that he's not fit 
Yeah. I, I just well, I mean, it's probably an obvious thing to say, isn't it? I, he's there. He's one of those guys that because he's he's got that good a rugby brain that you'd probably be half tempted to play him an outside. You know, you, you'd be half tempted to play him anywhere because he's yeah. that good at reading things. And just a few things went against him, and is 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 he looked frustrated because he knows he's better than that. But he did all right, didn't he? Um, but it wasn't enough. You know, yeah. it was never going to be really. And I thought it was difficult. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't think he's ever really been considered as a fifteen. To be honest, no. I thought it was going to be a long shot for him to play a test at fifteen. But I could have seen with an injury potentially him getting into the into the into the side at thirteen. But you know, I'm not sure that's likely to be the case. What about the pack? Pack. So if we look, starting with CJ Stander. Um, he had a very very poor start didn't he his, his, his body angles were far too high and he was being driven back um, and then he ended up getting himself isolated time and time again but he didn't learn from it he kept on taking it in high and um, I couldn't quite I couldn't quite understand there's a touch of the Andy Powers about him to be honest right? yeah, it, yeah. I, I think he's he's terrific ball carrier he's very explosive when things are going his way he's really eye catching I've said to you before I've not been sold on this Stander is guaranteed to start at six. I just think Omani's a much cleverer, wilier player than he is. And I was thoroughly unimpressed with CJ Stander in the first half. I thought he had a much better second half and you saw some of the things he's good at, but it wasn't it wasn't the performance to be cementing a test match spot for me. Yeah, definitely. He's no, he's, he's, Not with that level of competition in the back row. He's nowhere, he's nowhere near it for me. I mean, he, he so his, his body angles were too... Literally, the first 20 minutes, he had angles all wrong. He missed. He missed a critical tackle on on Fekato as he ran down the middle of the park, yeah. um, and he also got turned over on the twenty second minute um, after taking the ball into contact, which is something that you know we all think that is a big, big part, yeah, of, his, yeah, yeah. part of his game. He got pen, pinned for holding on. So, he, but that was his first half. He then did some. He then did some quite clever things, bizarrely, um, in the second half, like. He had some quite clever running lines of just sort of running back towards the support, which looked as if he was sort of almost running back on himself. Um, but he was quite deliberate, you know, just sort of, just sort of little nuances, yeah. Yeah, just tying things in, um, and then he did make some impressive carries. So again, for him, a little bit like um, John and Joseph, it was a game of he did some he did some good things, but he also did some terrible things. And for me, you, you, we've got to have consistency. Six and thirteen are shirts that are up for grabs for me. I think that you know, like I say, for me, Omani has been the most impressive six. But you never know what might happen this weekend. You could see someone making a claim for that. It could be a you know, it could be Moriarty, it could be anyone. We don't know what the side is at this moment in time. And likewise, thirteen. You know, Jonathan Davis can can make that shirt. It's all to play for for him. If he has a good performance, then. He's kind of got it, I think. You know, I, I think that opportunity was there for for JJ during the week, and I don't think he did enough. He didn't do enough, did he? Yeah, he's, he had some highs and some lows. Yeah, Jonathan's looked looked look, look very good, isn't he? When he's been he's been on for a limited time in the park, but um, I just think he's, he's 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 had that before before the before the tours got going. You know, we know Gas is an enormous fan of uh, of his. I think they're pen pals. Um, he is he, he's he's got that shirt um, on the forwards. I thought that Henderson had a great game. I thought he was really brilliant, actually. Game. Yeah, he showed yeah. exactly what he was in that squad to do. Very athletic, very mobile, good so carries, athletic, yeah. and also did a good job. This helicopter is getting increasingly loud. I'm not sure. I feel like Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas, 
Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this helicopter's been following me all the way, all the way to all the way to Dan Killick's house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think Henderson did a really, really good job. That Those be. pick and goes as well. I thought he did a really yeah. good job of just going right. There's something on here. I'm gonna have a one-handed pickup, and I'm gonna drive through what's in front of me and make really important five yards get over the gain line yeah I was willing him on for me what summed up his performance was that aggressive clear out on the 58th yeah. minute when they were in our 22 it was a key momentum shifter a big play and he just he was on his own yeah. he just completely went through the middle he's the type of guy you look at him he's you know his arms are fairly small um, but he's a, obviously he's a big man but he's just got natural ball strength isn't he and yeah. it's, it's upstairs with him it's what, he, what he's got up there I thought he had a brilliant game it's probably not going to be enough no I don't think he'll end that position what a performance and we need those performances that then's going to put this and then get it up the ante with all the others so yeah. he needed a big game and boy did he have one he did anyone else quickly before we move on Sinclair yeah he is yeah I mean one daft penalty aside I thought you know, God, he's not a player who's. It's not like he's yeah. fading into the background, is it? Every time he's been on the pitch, he makes you smile. So he does. Smile yeah, he does. He, he does. He's, he's, he's a really sort of warm, lovable character, isn't he? We said off air, didn't we? We love the fact that he, he he actually loves rugby, which sounds funny. But a lot of the guys, they you know they play rugby, but they're not yeah. massively into it. He know? did that interview with Scott Quinnell yeah. where you just thought he kept talking about living with the lions yeah. and all these things. He, and he, he knows think, the speeches back yeah. to front, doesn't he? I absolutely I love, love that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, did. Yeah. He's, um, I think you instantly warm to him as a fan, don't you? When you think that he's, you know, four years ago he was experiencing the same thing you were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can, you can, you can relate to him, can't you? I love the way he runs. He's got real pace. He's almost like a peng, like a like a sort of a penguin on speed, isn't he? He's uh, absolutely charming. He was on something when he hit that gap. I loved that break. What a break. Yeah. yeah. He just drifted on the outside. Again, what a pass from Bigger. Yeah, it was know, a terrific pass. Because he's, got, he's reading a props line there. That's not easy. He, he had a great passing, he had a great passing performance, Bigger. Um, scrummage very well. Massive scrum, massive performance from him. And uh, with Marla, wasn't it? Him and Marla were the starting props. Yeah, yeah Marla. Yeah, we're, we're fantastic and we saw a big big difference when the, when, the, when the other props came on I think there was a bit more to it than uh, than a bad scrimmage in performance yeah I actually think on. Dan Cole was unlucky I thought yeah, the, the loose head was the loose head was coming in at a mad was, angle I mean the ref he, the ref just Cole was livid wasn't he yeah. he's renowned for being a good scrimmager so I don't think we can read too much into that but great you know, great performance for should be tempted to put Sinclair on the bench for the first test yeah I would I would he's what he does in the loose is so impressive, but he is also he's also got a great great game in the tight now, isn't he? So, yeah. Um, I think he does. He has given away what one or two penalties per game at the moment, which, yeah. is, which is cost, you know, which is costly. But he's because he's like a sponge. I think he'll listen. He's just over, he just gets overexcited, doesn't he? And he knows yeah. afterwards. You can see he's like, oh shit, you know, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have done that. It's whether or not they take a risk on that. But I would. I think it's worth it. I do like his energy. Honestly, this, this helicopter is landing in your back garden now, I swear. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of police chase going on. It's never been this bad. That's crazy. <laughs> I feel like we're breaking news as this is going on, rather than, you know, normally speaking, the only news we break is that, you know, Corey Allen's joined the Ospreys, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God knows what that is all about. Right then. Phil Davis's uh, Scarlet's good. <laughs> 
that's, that's not breaking news. Is it? No, no, it's breaking news from what 2004 or something. Oh, he is now. He's he's gone, hasn't he? I didn't know this. Oh, didn't you? Oh, no. Save it for the second half. Then. Was out now. Was out now. Go on. Yeah. You might as well fill it in. But yeah, he's uh, he's he's come on board, isn't he? With uh, with Scott with um, Thnethly, sorry. Thnethly, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, this makes more sense. It's the chopper. It's causing mayhem. Yeah, this is it. Completely disorientated. Right, just to finish them. New Zealand Maori game on Saturday. The side is announced to, uh, tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on the Thursday, that'll be today. And we'll be having a reaction. I'm going to catch up with Murph later on so you can catch our reaction to that. Dan, just before that happens, though, how close to the Test Match team do you think we're going to see on Saturday? Do you think Warren Gatlin's going to reveal his hand here or is he going to keep a load back? What do you, what do you think the kind of the balance between uh, the, the definite starters and... The last right. chance to leave. It'll be quite close. Gatland will have a few tricks up his sleeve, so I think it'll be about eighty, about 80 to eighty-five percent there. Um, but it's, I think we can we can expect a few a few changes. Okay, and just to finish, do we need a win on Saturday, or is a good performance good enough? Come Saturday, I think a win. At this point now, a win is uh, uh, a win is going to be um, is going to be needed, but it's not going it's not be on end up. All right. Good. Well, we'll look forward to that one. And uh, thank you for listening. As always, love to hear from you at Attacking Scrum on Twitter, Facebook. You can search for us, Attacking Scrum. Uh, you can call your local police station as well if you want to report us at 999 if it's an emergency and they'll get the chopper <laughs> sent down. And if you want to leave us a review. How loud are you talking? I don't know because it's, it's so hard to tell. It's so hard to tell how loud that helicopter is. And uh, if you want to leave us a review as well before we get locked up, uh, you can do so on iTunes. And if you do, we'll make sure to give you a shout out. Right, the, uh, <laughs> in second half, we will be looking at Wales's game against Tonga on Friday. And we'll also have a look at some of the other news from the domestic scene. Right, speak to you soon. Podcast Network.